What's up, everyone from all around the world, including Canada, USA, areas of Long Island, plus the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens. I'm here to help and guide you about Anchor. Anchor is a free hosting site and phone app, which is owned by Spotify. It's the easiest, awesome way to make a podcast. Why are you wasting your money paying for a hosting site to promote your podcast with limited storages? Forget about it. Let me break it down to you. There's creation tools that allow you to record, edit, monetize, distribute your podcast. Of course, add music intros, outros, uploading episodes with unlimited storages of your podcast right from your phones, computers, laptops, and tablets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Plus, you get sponsorship. Isn't that great? It's everything you need to make a podcast, including the listeners supporting your show. Like I always say, if you have a dream of creating and becoming a podcaster host, like myself and individual friends that is co-hosting with me, go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get a head start. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. If I could do it and reach success, so can you. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you for listening. Let's go.
Hey, good evening, everyone tuning in from all around the world, Canada, USA, Long Island, the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. I'm your man, G Money Stacks, aka Lonely Nomad, aka YouTuber with two shows on YouTube, aka The Greganator, aka the host with the most, aka rookie podcaster of Queens, New York. And you are now tuning into Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast, episode 13. How about that? And if you're new to the YouTube world and you miss any previous episodes whatsoever, don't worry. I got you. All you need to do is go subscribe to the Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast YouTube channel page. Be sure to enable alerts. Grab the subscribe button, please, so you can be reminded of when the show goes in the air live via live stream. So you could, you know, watch out for upcoming episodes, previous episodes that was recorded that will automatically be posted and uploaded to the channel YouTube page. And also be sure to leave a like and a comment alongside with the topics that was being reviewed. Um, Be sure to share the video be sure to tell a friend to tell a friend spread the word and also be sure to share the podcast alongside with all your streaming platforms and i added another on streaming platform which i will discuss at the end of the show um so stick around for that all right now um let's get to it So, we are going to do our first segment, and this segment is about the TV shows and movies. So, this segment is called the Chillax Man Cave Popcorn Lounge. Yes, it is. And as you can see, our first movie we are going to review is, is a classic movie from 1988 the players club okay so the players club is a 1998 american dark comedy drama film and thriller written and directed by ice cube in his directorial debut with ice cube the film stars bernie mac monica calhoun jamie fox john amos aj johnson alex thomas charlie murphy Terrence Howard, Phase on Love, and Lisa Ray in her first starring role. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Let's go over the sound the music soundtrack, shall we? Okay. Um, a successful soundtrack was released on March 17, 1998, peaking at number 10 on the Billboard 200 and number two on the top R&B and hip hop albums 
It featured artists such as the film star Ice Cube, DMX, Master P, and Jay-Z, among others. Now we go to the reception. Box office. The movie debuted at number five. It went on to gross $23,047,939. Domestically, and $213,546 in foreign markets for a total lifetime gross of 23,000, no, excuse me, 23,261,485. Critical response on Rotten Tomatoes on the film has an approval rating of 31% based on 16 reviews with an average rating of 5.20 out of 10. Okay, next movie. I did talk about this shit with a worker of mine from um Big Lot Supermarket actually, and when I told her about the whole the whole thing, I didn't even know that I didn't even know that the whole because I didn't get the title concept at first when I saw the movie. But I'm like half baked. I'm like usually when a person says that. It's half baked. It's usually referring to food, like the foods that you that you try to cook. But in this case, it has to do with comedy. So let's get into this. So, Half Baked is a 1998 American stoner comedy film starring Dave Chappelle, Jim Brewer, um, Highland Williams and Guillermo Diaz. The film was directed by Tamara Davis, co-written by Chappelle and Neil Brennan, and produced by Robert Simmons. Though Half-Bick was a box office failure and received generally negative reviews, it has since obtained status as a cult film. Holy shit! A cult film? I didn't even... Wow, I didn't even notice. I never really think of this as a as a fucking cult film, man. This is the most hilarious film that everybody's pretty familiar with. And I'm pretty sure everybody who is, you know, you know, can relate to being being stoned and high and stuff like that due due to the Woodstock years and stuff. I wasn't even born when Woodstock happened, but, (laughs) but you know, it is what it is, man. Anyway. All right. So, um, the release Habbick hit theaters in the United States on January 16, 1998, earning 7,722,540, rather, in its opening weekend, ranking at number six, which is far worse than the Players Club, man. Are you serious? 
damn that's crazy um all right um and by the end of its run grossed 17 million four hundred sixty thousand and twenty dollars <throat> all right we go to the critical response have bait received generally negative reviews from critics on rotten tomatoes it was it has an approval rating of 29 percent based on reviews from 24 critics the website's consensus reads in quote you have to be high to dig half baked half baked production and scattershot sense of humor although maybe that was the point of this Dave Chappelle joint on metacritic <laughs> oh shit <laughs> Oh man, that shit is funny. Yeah, um, so Metacritic, the film received a score of 16 out of 100 from critics, indicating overwhelming dislike. Brandon Kelly of Variety wrote, in quote, a couple of hash brownies short. <laughs> oh shit. A, a couple of hash brownies short of a satisfying cinematic picnic wait 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 am i reading this right this person said a couple of hash brownies short of a satisfying cinematic picnic with far too few comic highs during the brit the big screen reefer party it has had several re-releases on dvd and to this day, it is considered a cult classic. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to have to look up what cult classic really means because I'm having trouble understanding how is it a cult classic. Why Why put cult in front of the word classic? Why don't you just call it a classic? Why the hell would you put cult in front of there, man? What, what, what type of idiot would actually do this shit? fucking morons man listen we're gonna go on we're gonna go on to we're gonna go on to some favorite cartoon shows right here man that i i'm actually been digging but first i remember when i was little and beavis and butthead would come on mtv and that's exactly what we're going to review today. So, Beavis and Butthead is an American adult animated comedy television series created by Mike Judge. The series follows the the eponymous excuse me epo Eponymous, Beavis and Butthead, both voiced by Judge. I'm sorry about the butcher. Um, a pair of teenage slackers characterized by their apathy, lack of intelligence, lowbrow humor, and failure to attract women. Oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. 
And I, I didn't even know it did eight seasons, man. Damn. Damn. Oh, man. Um, Let's see. Okay. Characters originated in Judges um, 1992 short film, Frog Baseball. The hell? Uh? Frog Baseball? What does the frog got to do with baseball? Are you fucking kidding me? Which was broadcast by MT. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, shit. That's so funny. Um, Which was broadcast by MTV's animation showcase, Liquid Television. After MTV commissioned the full series around the characters, Beavis and Butthead ran for seven seasons from March 8th, 1993 to November, 19, November 28th, 1997. The series was revived with an eighth season airing on MTV from October 27th, 2011 to December 29th, 2011, but was canceled a second time following the season's conclusion. A second revival consisting of two seasons is scheduled to air on Comedy Central. During its initial run, Beavis and Butthead received widespread critical acclaim for its satirical, scathing, scathing to be exact, commentary on society. Although its violent content gener generated controversy, the show's popularity spawned various related media. Including the theatri theatrical film Beavis and Butthead Do America. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if I remember watching that, but um, I may have to look into that. In 1996. Yeah. A second film has also been announced for a streaming service, Paramount Plus. Um, okay. We're going to, I'm not even going to go over the premise. You guys probably know about the premise already, so I'm not even going to go over that already. You guys are more welcome to actually look up the premise yourself. So, we're going to go to the reception. Um, Actually, actually, before we even do that, I didn't even know about the, the, the okay. Um... Before I continue with this, let me let me see if I can actually um uh, do one more movie, um which is Beavis and Butthead um do America, which I will gladly review, and then I'll continue the rest of the TV show. So let's um let's get into let's get into this, man. So Beavis and Butthead do America is a 1996 American animated political satire comedy adventure film based on the MTV animated television series Beavis and Butthead. Co-written and directed by series creator Mike Judge. The film stars the regular television cast of Judge with guest apparent no guest performances by Demi Moore, Bruce Willis, Robert Stack, and Chloris Leachman. <laughs> Leachman. <laughs> oh man. 
Yeah, every anytime read someone's last name that's so strange and funny to me, this shit is so fucking ridiculously funny to me. But anyway, uh, the film centers on Beavis and Butthead trying to find their stolen television, but later end up traveling across the country in an attempt to score while unknowingly becoming fugitives. Oh, damn. Wanted by the FBI and the ATF. Oh boy. Um, of course, you know the movies. Uh, I don't know, man. I can't really read the ratings, so I'm not even gonna go there. So, the movie budget is twelve million, and the box office it did sixty three point one million dollars. Um, okay. Previous offers by MTV to create a film version of Beavis and Butthead were rejected by Judge, but he eventually accepted one in 1994. When the film went into production, Judge and the show's staff halted production on the series while Judge and Joe Stillman wrote the script. They conceived numerous plots ideas with Judges being the one developed into the film. John Fritzel composed the film's score. BBC and Butthead Do America was praised by critics and proved to be a major box office hit. The film premiered at the Man's Chinese Theater on December 15, 1996, and it was received in the United States on December 20th, 1996, by Paramount Pictures, grossing $63.1 million in the United States, becoming the biggest highest box December box office opening in history until it was beaten um, the following year by Screen 2 and subsequently one week later by Titanic, although not the only time a feature film was based on a an MTV cartoon. It is MTV's only theatrically released animated film to date. In, in February 2021, a sequel was announced for Paramount Plus. Okay. Um, hold on a minute here. Oh man, okay, okay, okay. Hang on a second, guys, as I take a drink. Okay. Um, all right. Maybe I should go over the voice cast. So the voice cast are Mike Judge as Beavis and Butthead, Tom Anderson, Van Dressen, and Principal Mc, McVicker. Bruce Willis as Muddy Grimes, Demi Moore as Dallas Grimes, Cloris Leachman as Old Woman. <laughs> On the old woman on the plane in bus. Robert Stack as Agent Fleming. Other voice actors include ja- Jacqueline Barba, Pamela Blair, Eric Bogosian, Christopher Brown, Tony Darling, John Dolman, Francis DeMaria, 
Jim Flaherty, Tim um, Guinea, Toby Huss, Sam Johnson, Richard Linklater, Rosemary. <laughs> oh man, Rosemary Mc 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 um McNamara. Um, harsh, <laughs> harsh Nair, Karen Phillips, Dale Reeves, Mike uh, Ruschak, and Gail Thomas. Greg Kinnear had an uncredited role as ATF agent Bork. David Letterman had a role as a Motley Crue roadie and was credited under Earl Hofert. Now we go to the reception. Box office. Beavis and Butthead Do America opened in North America on December 20th, 1996 and earned $63.1 million at the U.S. box office after opening at number one with $20.1 million. It had a $12 million production budget. Critical reception. Um, the film holds a 72% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes based on 53 reviews with a weighted average of 6.43 out of 10. Who knew? The consensus reads, Beavis and Butthead Do America is unabashedly offensive unapologetically stupid and unexpectedly funny. On Metacritic, the film has a 64 out of 100 rating based on 16 critics, indicating, in quote, generally favorable reviews. Roger Ebert of Chicago Sun-Times praised the film as a vocal satire on American youth and compared it favorably to Wayne's world. Yeah, I guess you could I guess you could equate and relate to that. Um on the film review show Cisco and Ebert, Ebert's reviewing partner Gene Sicko Cisco um gave the film a modest recommendation having been taken with the two lead characters, Ebert and Cisco ultimately awarded it a two thumbs up rating and Newsweek raves outrageously funny. Awards and nominations. Okay. Being my film and TV awards, um, John Fritzel won 1997 MTV Movie Awards, Best On Screen Duo, Worst New Star, um, Worst Screen Couple, 17th Golden Raspberry Awards, which is Beavis and Butthead, um, nominated. Um, home Media. The film was released on VHS on June 10, 1987, and on DVD on November 23, 1999. By Paramount Home Entertainment, the bonus feature on the disc were a widescreen presentation and two theatrical, theatrical trailers. The film was re-released on a special edition DVD in 2006 
as the addition that doesn't suck. Oh shit. <laughs> oh man, forgive me folks for laughing. I really need some laughs right now, man, because of the whole goat Lucy bullshit that I have to put up with. Um which is short for which is which goat Lucy is short for Lucifer, by the way, which is very insulting, folks. So don't go around calling guy friends goat Lucy's just because they got goatees and whatnot. Which I will do a separate episode on my other podcast, which is Author Meet Rat Chains New York podcast. So don't don't really worry about that. Um anyway, um it contained more in in the way of bonus features such as audio commentaries, Spanish language tracks, more trailers, making a documentary, making do, uh, making of documentaries, and more. It lacks the deleted natural archive scene. In 2013, the edition that doesn't suck was re-released on DVD exclusively by Warner Home Video, under a deal with Paramount. Oddly enough, Warner Brothers was Geffen's distributor until the Geffen company went bankrupt. Today, Warner Brothers holds home video distribution rights to all of Geffen Pictures Library. Now, as far as the sequel goes, um, in the years following, many fans rumored the possibility of a sequel or following up to the film tentatively titled Beavis and Butthead the sequel or Beavis and Butthead 2. On August 31st, 2009, during the promotion of Extract, Mike Judge said he would like to see Beavis and Butthead on the big screen again. In 2019, Judge revealed that he has some ideas for a new film saying there might be potential for a live action version of the show on february 24th 2021 ahead of the show's reboot set at comedy central a second movie based on the series was announced for streaming service paramount plus as the first promotion for it the announcement was made by the titular characters in a video released for YouTube on the page for Comedy Central. So this is more like a wait and see type of thing, folks. So um, we don't know when when it's going to start filming as far as like, you know, the voice actors. We don't know um, what year exactly is going to come out. So it's going to be a while. Um, anyway. So... Soundtrack. Um, I'm not, I'm not too familiar with all these songs, but, um, I guess I could go over. I guess I could go over them. Um, let's see. So, um, let's see. So singles from Beavis and Butthead do America a motion, original motion picture soundtrack. <laughs> Lesbian seagull. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Released 
Love Roller Coaster released 1996. Ain't nobody 1996 of November. Walk on Water 1996. Professional ratings um, source all music. Um, the rating is two stars. Entertainment Weekly C. Wow. So let's see. Um, here are the songs. So Two Cool Guys, Isaac Hayes, Love Roller Coaster, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Ain't Nobody, Ella Cool J, Rat Finks, Suicide Tanks, and Cannibal Girls. <laughs> white Zombie. <laughs> I didn't know the I didn't know zombies were white. <laughs> um I wanna riot, rancid and with stubborn all-stars. Walk on water, Ozzy Osbourne, snakes, no doubt. Pit pimping ain't easy, mad head. <laughs> what is all what is up with all these fucking funny ass names, man? Oh my gosh. Oh man. The Lord is the Lord is a monkey. <laughs> oh man, Bottle Surfers. <laughs> oh man, White Trash, Sudden Culture on the Skids, Gone Shooting, ACDC. <laughs> Lesbian seagull. <laughs> oh man. Um Angebert Humperdink. <laughs> oh my goodness. All these fucking names, man. Oh man. Oh my gosh! That this is this, this is the funniest shit that I actually have to read, especially with people's names, though. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, noticeably missing are Mucha Machacha, the version of lesbian <laughs> lesbian single. <laughs> I didn't know there was lesbian singles and stuff. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, Mr. Van Driesen singing and the score tracks performed by the London Metropolitan Orchestra, which was uh, released on a separate album. Two Cool Guys, written and performed by soul funk music musician Isaac Hayes. It is a semi-parody of Hayes Academy Award winning theme from Shaft. It incorporates the theme from the BBs and Bud television series as a rhythm guitar line and series creator Mike Judge who wrote the theme is given a co-writing credit with Hayes in the soundtrack liner notes. The opening credit sequence which the song features in is a take off on popular 1970s cops movies and TV shows with BBs and Butthead as hip ace slot Lothero detective detectives.
The version of Ozzy Osbourne's Walk on Water is not the same version included in the film. The film used an earlier demo version, while the soundtrack itself contains a later revised version. The original demo, which appears in the film, can be found on Ozzy Osbourne's Prince of Darkness box set. Ozzy and co-writer Jim Valance both prefer the demo version heard in the film. Walk on Water was released as a single and peaked at number 28 on the Billboard's mainstream rock charts. Okay. As we continue with the TV show, BBC and Butthead, we're going to go to the reception. All right. So, all right. Over its run, BBC and Butthead um, received both positive and negative reactions from the public with its combination of lewd humor and implied criticism of society. It became the focus of criticism from some social critics, such as Michael um, Medved, while others, such as David Letterman and the National Review, defended it as a cleverly subversive vehicle for social criticism and a particularly creative and intelligent comedy. Either way, the show captured the attention of many young television viewers and is often considered a classic piece of 1990s youth culture and Generation X. Trey Parker and Matt Stone, creators of South Park, cite the series as an influence and compared it to the blues. Um, in 1987... Dan Tobin of Boston Phoenix commented on the series humor, saying it transforms stupidity into a crusade, forcing us to acknowledge how little it really takes to make us laugh. In 1987, Ted Dradowski of the Boston Phoenix described the 1997 Beavis and Butthead state as reduced to self-parody of their self-parody not sure what that means folks um in december 20 um excuse me 2005 tv god ranked the duels distinct laughing at number 66 on their list of the 100 greatest tv quotes and catchphrases in 2012 tv god ranked beavis and butthead as one of the top 60s um, greatest TV cartoons of all time. Mike Judge himself is highly critical of the animation and quality of earlier episodes. In particular, the first two give blood, blood drive and door to door, which he described as awful. I don't know why anybody liked it. I was burying my head in quicks in the sand. Oh, wow. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Should I even go over the I don't know if I should go over the controversy. Um I don't know if I should go over the controversy. I'm not too sure. Anyway. Anyway, I'm probably not gonna read the controversial stuff. Um so 
yeah, I already went over the film already. Um, so, okay. Um, okay. So, MTV Brand UK. On July 28, 2016, it was reported that VH1 Classic was to be rebranded as MTV Classic on August 1st, 2016, on the 35th anniversary of the original MTV, with a focus on the 1990s programming, Beavis and Butthead, were a major part of this alongside Daria and Eon Flux at the launch. They were also a major focus in the promotion of the rebrand. Okay, revivals. I don't know if I want to really do this. Okay, why not? Why not go over it though? Um, hold on as I take a drink. All right, let's see how much time I have. All right. All right, we'll we'll wing this episode off. Um all right. First revival on July 14, 2010, a spokesperson for MTV Networks informed a New York Post reporter that Mike Judge was creating a new Beavis and Butthead series that Judge would reprise his voice acting roles for the show and that the animation would be hand-drawn. Hand According to TMZ, MTV had not asked Tracy Grandstaff to reprise her role as Daria Morgendorfer. <laughs> what? Kind of, what kind of last name is this? <laughs> oh, shit. Later in the Rolling Stone interview, Judge was asked if Daria was coming back, and he said, no, there's, there's sort of a cameo in one episode. That'll be a surprise. As in the old series, Beavis and Butthead are high school students who, among other things, criticize contemporary music videos. In an interview with Rolling Stone, MTV president Van Toffler said the duo will also watch Jersey Shore ultimate fighting championship matches and amateur videos from YouTube as well as give movie reviews. In quote, the biggest chat the biggest change is obviously the references are updated. It's set in modern day and there's going to be a movie review segment, uh Lynn said. Otherwise they're still true to their prior passions. John Altshuler, formerly a writer for King of the Hill, told a Rolling Stone reporter that he saw signs that Mike Judge was thinking of reviving Bees and Butthead. On more than one occasion, Judge told the writers that one of the their ideas for an episode of King of the Hill would work well for Beavis and Butthead. Eventually, he concluded, in quote, maybe we should just actually make some good Beavis and Butthead episodes. Um, later, 
a Lady Gaga video convinced Van Toffler to of the tenability of a Beavis and Butthead revival. I felt like there was a whole crop of new artists, and what the world sorely missed was the point of view that only Beavis and Butthead could bring it. As part of a promotional campaign for the new series, Cinema Screen Jackass 3D opened the feature film with a 3D BBs and Butthead short subject. Months later in the media presentation on February um, 2nd, 2011, MTV announced that the series would premiere in mid-2011. On July 21st, 2011, Mike Judge spoke and fielded questions on a panel at Comic-Con international a preview of the episode holy holy corn holy yo <laughs> the, the craziest catchphrase i ever heard of <laughs> oh shit that is one of the funniest catchphrases of all time you can't take that away from these people man you know what i mean this is fucking epic, man. Um, anyway. Um, oh man, oh man, oh man. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, yeah. Holy Con Holio was also shown. <laughs> Just told Rolling Stone that at least 24 episodes, 12 half hour programs will definitely air. It was initially rumored that Judge was working on 30 new episodes for the network. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, folks. All right. The new episodes debuted in the United States and Canada on October 27, 2011. The premiere was dubbed a ratings hit with an audience of 3.3 million total viewers. The number eventually dwindled to 900,000 by the season's end, mainly due to its challenging time slot pitted against regular time, regular prime time to be exact, shows on other networks. From April 24th, 2012 to May 1st, 2013, the show remained on the bubble for renewal with no official decision made, um, being made to be exact. According to Mike Judge, MTV's modern demographic are females 12 to 14 years old and the network is looking for other networks to ship the show to. The main title card displays the title as Mike Judge's Beavis and Butthead with Judge's name replacing the MTV logo. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting take. Um, Comedy Central aired the show as part of their animation block over Christmas in December 2020. Uh, no, 2011 to be exact. But was not picked up for a new season or syndication. This would be the second time the show has aired on Comedy Central. The first being um, between subsequent airings in 
2004 and 2005. Second revival. On January 10, 2014, Mike Judge announced that while he's busy working on Silicon Valley, there is a chance of his pitching um, Beavis and Butthead to another network and that he would not mind making more episodes. While giving an interview to Howard Stern on May 6, 2014, Judge mentioned that the show's ratings on MTV were second only to Jersey Shore, but the show did not fit MTV's target demographic of young women, which is why the revised series has not been brought back on MTV. He also said that MTV was close to selling it to another network, but it became lost in deal stuff. On July 1st, 2020, Comedy Central announced it had ordered a second revival of the series consisting of two new seasons along with spin-offs and specials. In the new series, Beavis and Butthead will enter a whole new Gen Z world with meta themes that are said to be relatable to both new fans who may be unfamiliar with the original series and old. Mike Judge will return as the writer, producer, and voice actor for the series. It is expected to premiere sometime during the third quarter of 2021. On February 25th, 2021, Comedy Central released an exclusive teaser trailer for a new movie, which would be exclusive to Paramount+. Plus. The teaser featured Beavis and Butthead in a Zoom call with the characters revealing we're making a movie and it's going to be on Paramount Plus before laughing at one another and saying, you said Mount. A release date has yet to be revealed. Okay. I don't know if I should actually... Yeah, I'm not going to go over the home video thing, man. So let's go to... um release media all right so what the hell is this what the hell is this okay um from 1984 um <clears throat> to 1996 marvel comics published a monthly bbc butthead comic under the marvel absurd <laughs> imprint by a variety of writers but with each issue drawn by artist rick parker it was also reprinted by Marvel UK, which created new additional material. The letters page was answered by Beavis and Butthead or one of their supporting characters as a comic counterpart to the cartoons, music video, rifling segments. They reviewed custom-made pages from, the, from other Marvel comics. In their review of a Ghost Rider comic, Beavis tries to avoid using the word fire <laughs> to describe the character's fiery skull. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, in the comic, minor characters like um, Earl Billy Bob, Clark Cobb, and Mistress Cora really... Really? The last name is Anthrax? Are you serious? Oh, come on, man. Nah, 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 nah. That, that, nah, that, that can't be her real last name. 
bullshit. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> we get repeated appearances. Earl was quite regular and anthrax. <laughs> oh shit. Was in two issues and got to answer a letters page. AC slash DC Ball Breaker World Tour. In 1996, Beavis and Butthead were featured in ACDC's Ball Breaker World Tour for the album of the same name. In it, both are backstage trying to meet the band and score some chicks. Both bang on the rehearsal door. A cartoony version of lead guitarist Angus Young appears by, behind the door and whistles for the Ball Breaker Dominatrix featured on some of the promotional posters. She licks a mechanical drill. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, and throws her cape to a scared screen. Wait, 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 wait. Am I reading this, am I reading this right? This... This person says she licks a mechanical drill and th throws her cape to a skirt screen. Oh, wow. Okay, both Beavis and Butthead are head screaming moments before the band appeared on stage. Uh, the promotional film can be found on ACDC's DVD box set, Plug Me In. As for Daria, a spinoff based on Classmate Daria Morgan Dolfer premiered in 1997. Ju Mike Judge was not involved at all except to give permission for, for use of the character created by Glenn um, Eichler and designed by Bill Peckman. The only reference to the original show is Daria's mentioning that um, Lawndale, <laughs> Lawndale cannot be a second highland unless the uranium is the drinking water here too. <laughs> oh shit! Video games. Um, I didn't even know they had video games of Beavis and Butthead. I had no idea about that. Um. MTV's Views and Butthead, a set of games released by Viacom New Media for the Game Gear, Genesis, and Super NES in 1984, which I did not know that came out. All three games featured featured music composed by um, Gua. Talking MTV, Views and Butthead, this game rules. A handheld LCD video game released by Tiger Electronics in 1994. Beavis and Butthead and Virtual Stupidity, a graphic adventure game released for Windows 95 in 1995. A PlayStation port was released exclusively in Japan in 1998, featuring dub voice acting by um, Atsushi Tamura. And Rio Tamura from Owarai Duo London Boots. <laughs> London Boots. <laughs> oh, man. 
Views of my head and calling all dogs. A collection of desktop, desktop um, themes for Windows 95 released in 1995 by Viacom New Media. Beavis and Butthead in Wiener Time. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Is that the name of the thing? Is that the name of the shit? Beavis and Butthead in Wiener Takes All? Oh, man, that's funny. A Beavis and Butthead-themed trivia game by Viacom New Media released as a PC Macintosh-compatible CD-ROM in 1996. Beavis and Butthead and Little little Thingies, a mini-game <laughs> collection released for Windows 95 and 1996, <laughs> featuring four mini-games from the previous release, Virtual Stupidity, and three new ones. Beavis and Butthead, a coin-operated video game developed by Atari Games for a 3DO interactive multiplayer-based hardware. The game underwent location testing in 1996, but was released due to poor reception. Beavis and Butthead and Screen Records. Oh, damn. <laughs> a collection of screensavers released for Windows 95 in 1987. Babies in my head. Um, <laughs> wait a second. Babies in my head. Bung hole in one. <laughs> a babies in my head theme golf video game released for Windows 95 by GT Interactive Software in 1998. Babies in my head. An overhead action game released by GT Interactive Software for the Game Boy in 1988. Beavis and Butthead do Hollywood, an unreleased 3D action view, action game that was being produced by GT Interactive Software. Okay. It was announced for the PlayStation in 1998. Uh, Beavis and Butthead do you a graphic adventure game released by GT Interactive Software for Windows 95 and 1999. Um, so, the album, um, hold on a second, man. I don't know why. So, the album, right? A CD, The Beavis and Butthead Experience, was released featuring many hard rock and heavy metal bands such as uh, Megadeth, um, Primus, Nirvana, and White Zombie. Moreover, Beavis and Butthead do a duet with Cher on I Got You, Babe. Oh, wow. <laughs> By the way, which is probably um, fam one of the episodes of Family Guy actually sampled that. So, you know. <laughs> anyway. Um, so. Um, okay. And a, and a track by itself called Come to Butthead. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. The track with Cher also resulted in a, a video directed by Tamra Davis and Yvette Kaplan. Now, okay. The Beavis and Butthead duet with Cher on I Got You Babe was released as a single in the UK, Australia, Europe, and you the us the uk cd 
had a special limited edition sticker to promote the Beavis and Butthead experience available with the release. On January 13, 1994, the song charted at number 35 in the UK charts and stayed on the charts for four weeks. On December 4, 1993, the song charted on the official Billboard charts in the U.S. peaking at number eight. The single also charted at number 69 in Australia, um, 19 in Belgium, 18 in Denmark, 19 on the European Hot 100, 9 on the Netherlands Dutch Top 40, 10 on the Netherlands Top 100, and 40 in Sweden. So the slot is um in 2019 gossel group uk based game studio blueprint gaming launched the beavis and butthead online slot the new slot features moments and scenes from the tv show and film the branded game was among the 10 most exposed slot games in uk online casinos days after its release in late May 2019. Okay. Now we go to another another um favorite TV show, which is uh Futurama. Okay. Um hold on, let's see how much time I have. All right. Um, we can wing. We can wing this. Okay, Futurama is an American animated science fiction sitcom created by Matt Groening that aired on Fox from from March twenty eighth, nineteen ninety nine, to August tenth, two thousand three, and on Comedy Central from March twenty third, um, two thousand eight, to September fourth, twenty thirteen. The series follows the adventures of slacker Phil J. Fry, who is uh, um, cryogenetically preserved for thousand years and is revived in the 31st century. Fry finds work at an interplanetary planetary interplanetary delivery company working alongside the one-eyed Leela and robot Bender. The series was envisioned by Groening growing in the ni- in the mid-1990s while working on The Simpsons. He brought um, David X. Cohen up aboard to develop storylines and characters to pitch the show to Fox. Okay. Um... Let's see. Um, all right. So let's see. Following its initial cancellation by Fox, Futurama began airing reruns on Cartoon Network's Adult Swim programming block, which lasted from 2003 to 2007. It was revived that year as four direct-to-videos films, the last of which was released in t- early 2009. Comedy Central entered into an agreement with 20th Century Fox Television to syndicate the existing episodes and air the 
the films as 16 new half hour episodes constituting the fifth season. <clears throat> In June 2009, Comedy Central picked up the show for 26 new half hour episodes, which began airing in 2010 and 2011. The show was renewed for a final seventh season, with the first half airing in 2012 and the second in 2013. Um, yeah. An audio episode featuring the original cast members was released in 2017 as an episode of Nerdist Podcast. Futurama received critical acclaim throughout its run and was nominated for 17 Annie Awards, winning seven and 12 Emmy Awards, winning six. It was nominated four times for a Winter Guilds of America Award, winning for the episodes Goodfellas, no, excuse me, Godfellas to be exact, and The Prisoner of Benda. It was nominated for a Nebula Award and received Environmental Media Awards for the episodes The Problem with Poplars and the Futurama Futurama Holiday Spectacular merchandise um, includes a tie-in comic book series, video games, calendars, clothes, and figurines. In 2013, TV Guide ranked um, Futurama one of the top 60 greatest TV cartoons of all time. Um, Now, I'm not even going to really go into the hallmarks. I don't think I want to go into the hallmarks. I'm not going to go into this. Okay. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I'm not even going to go into all this cancellation shit. Um. Okay, so we go to the reception, legacy, and achievements. Okay. All right, here we go. All right. The show received critical acclaim. The first season holds an 89% approval rating at review aggregator site um, Rotten Tomatoes. Based on 18 reviews, an average rating of 8.75 out of 10. The critical consensus reads, in quote, good news, everyone. Futurama is an inventive, funny, and sometimes affecting look at the world of tomorrow. Season 5 holds a rating of 100% based on 7 reviews and an average score of 8.6, no, yeah, 8.67 out of 10. Season 6 has an approval rating of 100% based on 16 reviews, and the average rating is 8.31 out of 10. The website's critical consensus states, in quote, Good news, everyone. Futurama is as funny and endearing as ever in its sixth season. The last season received a rating of 92% and an 8.24 out of 10 average score based on 12 reviews. So we go to the success. Feature Ramas, 7 p.m. Sunny 
Sunday time slot caused the show to often be preempted by sports and usually have a later than average season premiere. It also allowed the writers and animators to get ahead of the broadcast schedule so that episodes intended for one season were not aired until the following season. By the beginning of the fourth broadcast season, all the episodes to be aired that season had already been completed and writers were working at least a year in advance. When Futurama debuted in the Fox Sunday night lineup at 8.30 between The Simpsons and The X-Files on March 28, 1999, it managed 19 million viewers, typing 4.11 overall in that week's Nielsen ratings. The following week, airing at the same time, Futurama drew 14.1 million viewers. The third episode, um, the first airing on Tuesday, drew 8.85 million viewers. Though its ratings were well below The Simpsons, the first season of Futurama rated higher than competing animated series, King of the Hill, Family Guy, Dilbert, South Park, and The PJs. Um, <clears throat> the future when Future Moon was effectively canceled in 2003, it had averaged 6.4 million viewers for the first half of its fourth broadcast. In late 2002, Cartoon Network acquired exclusive cable syndication rights to Futurama for a reported $10 million, equivalent to $14 million in 2019. In um all right in january um 2003 the network began airing futurama episodes as the centerpiece to the expansion of their adult swim comic comic uh, no excuse me adult swim cartoon block yes um in October 2005, Comedy Central picked up the, the cable syndication rights to air Futurama's 72-episode run at the start of 2008. Following the expiration of Cartoon Network's contract, Comedy Central teaser trailer announced the return of Futurama on Mar March 23, 2008, which was... Bender's Big Score divided into four episodes, followed by the other three movies. Um, <clears throat> on June 24th, 2010, um, the season six premiere, Rebirth, um, drew 2.92 million viewers in the, the 10 p.m. time slot on Comedy Central. The second episode of sixth season, the sixth season to be exact, in in a gata da lila. Oh wow! Aired at ten thirty p.m. immediately following the season premiere, in a gata da lila drew two point seventy eight million viewers. This was the series premiere on the network with original episodes the fifth season had previously aired on the network 
but it had originally been released in the form of the four direct-to-video films. Okay, we go to accolades. Okay, um, 1999 Annie Awards. We got Primetime Emmy Award. Um, Outstanding Achievement in an Animated Television Television Program. Outstanding Individual Achievement for Writing in and Animated Television. Okay, Futurama nominee it got nominated. Ken Keeler got nominated. Um, outstanding um, animated program, primetime Emmy Award, a big piece of garbage <laughs> nominated. Outstanding individual achievement for directing in an animated television production, um, Brian Sheasley won Annie Award 2000. Um, outstanding achievement in a primetime or late night animated television program for drama nominated outstanding individual achievement for directing in an animated television production Susie Dieter um, nominated primetime Emmy Award outstanding individual achievement animation um Bart no 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 um Bari Kumar won okay <clears throat> environmental Media Awards, TV Episodic Comedy, The Problem with Poplars, uh, Annie Awards, Outstanding Individual um, Achievement for Voice Acting by a Male Performer um, in a Animated Television Production, John DiMaggio won um, Annie Awards in 2001 outstanding individual achievement for writing and an animated an animated television um production ron wiener <laughs> the icy wiener shit <laughs> um let me let me see how much time i have okay um i'm gonna do one more one more um cartoon review for um Archer and then I'll do the music review after so don't worry um I'm gonna wing this okay outstanding achievement in a prime time or late night animated television production Futurama nominated Rob Ron Wiener won <laughs> oh shit I can't believe his last name is Wiener <laughs> <laughs> Primetime Emmy Award, Outstanding Individual Achievement in Animation, Outstanding Animated Program, um, Rodney um, Clothing won, Outstanding Animated Program, Amazon Women in the Mood nominated, um, Primetime Emmy Award, Outstanding Animated Program, Roswell That Ends Well won. Uh, Annie Awards, Outstanding um directing in an animated television production rich moore uh won uh futurama nominated best animated television production music in an animated television production ken keela nominated um 
writing in in animated television production. Um, Patrick Veron nominated. Uh, Jurassic Park <laughs> nominated. Writers Guild of America animation. Ken Kila won. This thing nominated. I want my hands back. Um, nominated. David A. Goodman nominated. Uh, Nebula Award best script. Primetime Emmy Award. Writers Guild of America um, nominated. Uh, ben is big score. Um, just bear with me, folks. As I'm trying to get through this. Uh, any award. Best home entertainment production, The Beast with a billion backs. <laughs> oh shit! Into the Wild Green Yonder uh, one. They bet this big score one. Uh, Michael Rowe nominated, Futurama nominated for best animated television production, outstanding writing in an animated television production, outstanding animated program. The late Philip J. Fry one. Uh, outstanding voiceover performance, Maurice Lamarche, um, and Orson Welles won. Uh, best writing in an animated television production, annual awards, Josh Weinstein nominated, editing in a television production, Paul D. Caldor um, nominated. Uh, environmental media awards, TV episodic comedy, the Fu- Futurama Holiday Spectacular one, uh, Kankila one, uh, Tree Patrick Veron nominated the tip of Zoidberg, uh, the tip of Zoidberg nominated, Maurice Lamarge one, uh, 2012. Okay, Eric Horstead nominated, Eric Rogers nominated, Futurama won, Lewis Morton won, Paul D. Calder nominated, Josh Weinstein nominated, uh, meanwhile nominated, uh, Maurice Lamarch nominated, Lewis Morton nominated, Michael Rowe nominated, Patrick Verone nominated. All right, um, okay. So in January 2009, IGN named Futurama as the eighth best in the top 100 animated TV series at 2010 San Diego Comic-Con International Guinness World Records presented Futurama with the record for current most critically acclaimed animated series. In 2020, Rolling Stone ranked it as the 39th best science fiction television show ever. Well... Let me see. All right, I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get through all of this stuff, but but um I want to get to Archer because I want to because it's almost midnight, so I have to really do my best to get through this. So anyway, so Archer we go is an American adult animated sitcom created by Adam Reed for FX. The show follows the exploits of a dysfunctional intelligence agency. Led by Sterling Archer, voice for H. Um, John Benjamin, who also plays Bob from Bob's Burgers on Fox 5, by the way, folks. 
and seven of his colleagues, his mother, Mallory Archer, Jessica Walter, Lana Lane, no, Lana Kane, excuse me, um, Aisha Tyler, Cyril Figs, Chris Parnell, Cheryl Tunt, Judy Greer, Pam Poovey, Amber Nash, Ray Gillette, <laughs> Gillette, <laughs> uh, Reed, and Dr. Algernat Krieger, Lucky Yates. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. Um, Archer's history is distinguished by con um, continual reinvention evolving from the standard setup of a workplace sitcom mocking spy film to an anthropology with a self-contained mythologies. The show returned to its spy parody roots post-tent season. Okay. Um, what else? Um, we're gonna go to... Alright, let's read this. Reed conceived Archer shortly after the cancellation of his adult swim comedy Frisky Dingo. Oh, wow. Um, his experience vacationing in Spain and the influence of media franchises such as the James Bond series shaped his vision of the show. Some of the hallmarks include pop culture, reference heavy humor, rapid fire dialogue, and meta comedy. After, no, Archer's limited animation style draws visually from mid-century comic art. Actors record their lines individually, and the show uh, regularly employs a recurring cast for supporting characters since its premiere on September 17, 2019. Um, 118 episodes of the show have aired. New episodes of Archer have been broadcast on Sibling Network FX. FXX since 2017, with the 12th season set to premiere on August 25th, 2021. Um, can't wait to check that out. Archer has received pos positive reviews from critics and won awards, including four Primetime Emmy Awards and four Critics' Choice Awards. It also received 15 annual awards. Nominations, among others, for Outstanding Achievement in Animation, Writing, Direction, and Voice Acting. The show has spawned various forms of licensed merchandise, including books and an album resulting from sustained success. <clears throat> okay. Reception. Okay. We got Rotten Tomatoes. All right. 95%, 20 reviews, um, seven, Metacritic, 78. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, 100%, 14 reviews, Metacritic, 88, 12 reviews. Um, 12 reviews, 91%, 8 reviews, 75 um, on the Metacritic, 6 reviews, 95%, 21 reviews for um, Rotten Tomatoes. Um, not app, not applicable. Um, three reviews, uh, nine, 91%, 11 reviews, 78, five reviews for Metacritic, 100%, 13 reviews, Rotten Tomatoes, 72, six reviews, Metacritic, 67% reviews, um, 12 reviews, um, Rotten Tomatoes, 
uh, there's um, not Akababoe again. Um, three reviews, uh, 91%, 11 reviews, 74, um, four reviews, Metacritic, 80%, five reviews, um, not Akababoe, three reviews um, for Metacritic. <clears throat> Okay, Archer has been well received by the media. A number of TV critics have com- complimented the work of the voice actors, often singling out Benjamin for further praise. Tim Goodman from Hollywood Reporter, for example, viewed Benjamin's acting as the bedrock of Archer. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, mixing rants, mumbling, whining, and a stop and start delivery style that is nope perfect for comedy other reviewers cited the writing the crew's sensibility and characterization among the show's most satisfying attributes the main characters have been described as exceedingly well-defined chris um barton of the um, Los Angeles Times called Archer the smartest, strangest animated show on TV this side of Rick and Morty. And Entertainment Weekly journalist Ken Tucker praised the series for its solid plotting, vividly distinct characters, and some of the most unexpected punchlines and sights gags in primetime. Um, Archer's artistic Reinvention is a principal topic of discussion among critics. Some journalists felt these arcs provide the show greater creative license to explore deeper within itself. While the comedy received positive feedback for staying true to form, in quote, in the service of something much grimier and at once totally fresh in early seasons. Later Archer episodes have been subjected to criticism as the tone of emphasis of the show evolves. Uh, okay, the by the eighth and ninth seasons, some critics believe that despite having greater visual appeal, Archer too often sacrifices um, narrative continuity and humor through increasingly predictable and uninspiring writing. The series has been included on a number of best of lists. TV Guide ranked Archer among the 60th, 60 greatest TV cartoons of all time. And the show placed within the top 10 on Entertainment Weekly's 25 greatest animated TV series. Similarly, The New Yorker in a non-ranked rundown of 2014's most noteworthy programs called Archer Gay counter-programming for every horrible thing in the news. <clears throat> yeah. So we go to accolades. Uh, um, Primetime Emmy Awards, a outstanding voiceover by H. John Benjamin nominated Archer 1. Um... Archer nominated Archer uh, 2011 nominated for Annie Awards Critics Choice Television Awards um, uh, okay 
So basically, Archer, Chad Hurd, H. John, Benjamin, Judy Greer, Jessica Walter, all got nominated. Archer won uh, Comedy Awards, Credit Choice Television Awards. Archer nominated Jessica Walter. Uh, Best General Audience Animated TV Broadcast Production. And the awards, 2013, voice acting in the animated television or other broadcast venue, Jessica Walter, um, nominated. Archer won, Archer nominated, Adam Ford, um, Annie Awards, Critic Choice of Television Awards, Archer won, Best Animated Series, Outstanding Animated Program, uh, nominated. Aisha Tyler nominated, Archer nominated, uh, any awards, uh, Brian Ford, Fordney, um, nominated, uh, Critics Choice Television Awards, Best Nominated, um, no, excuse me, Best Animated Series, Archer won, Outstanding Animated, Pocket Listing nominated, Mark Peterson, Tim Farrell, uh, won, Annie Awards, Brian Fordney nominated, the Fig, Fig Just Agency won. <laughs> Mark Peterson, Tim Farrell, and Brian Fortney uh, won. Archer Dreamland, No Good Deed nominated. Evan Reed nominated. Archer nominated. Uh, Archer PI app nominated. Archer nominated. Road Trip nominated. Archer nominated. Um, the rest is just nominated. Okay. Yeah, so I'm not even going to the companion book, so I, I just want to get to um, one more thing I need to get to, and this is regarding a performer who I watched perform in Staten Island, and she also performed in Brooklyn, which I will get a chance to um, watch the performance in Brooklyn um hopefully tomorrow um um the person i've been following for months um her name is her name is it lizzie lizzie ashley so i did get a chance to listen to her music right so She's part of the segment called Music Kool-Aid. And basically what that is, is basically a segment about um, music artists such as singers and rappers, where we go over their bodies of work, uh, where they where they have performed as far as entertainment venues and stuff. I mean, the, the list just goes on. You know what I'm saying? Um, anyway, um... This goes to show. Okay. All right. Here we go. So for those of you who may may not know who she is, I'm going to fill you in. Okay. Your favorite ice cream sundae mixed with the best top pings you can buy. That is what a Lizzie Ashley song will do to your inner emotions raw talent a singer songwriter dancer actress and model lizzie has studied f- 
film and television at the New York Conservatory for Dramatic Arts. She believe she created no. She's creative, directs her own music videos, and will occasionally edit a few short pieces for her fans. Lizzie is known for her bubbly personality, bright smile, and unique voice. When she's not dancing and expressing her wild side during a live performance, like R&B singer Kalani, she is presenting her more down-to-earth alternative indie pop style similar to um, artists like um, Janae Aiko. Her first release was a single entitled Rose Excuse me, Rose Colored Glasses. Many compared her at that time to the great icon Amy Winehouse. That's a weird combination, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, you can catch her songs on the radio in Florida, ATL, and New York City. Lizzie's single feel has really opened doors. Check out Lizzie Ashley's music on Spotify and chime in to see what the future holds for this bright star. And as I said, I did watch her perform. I did watch her perform in Staten Island, actually. And of course, of course, it was very it was very interesting. And and speaking of interesting, I did take a look at the discography and the music and the singles that I just listened to. So 2021, um, I don't like you. Um and then there's the, the funniest single that I ever heard was Mr. Krabs. <laughs> oh, and although I didn't get a chance to watch the video, but I will get a chance to check it out when, when I have the chance. Although Mr. Krabs is a hilarious, a hilarious song that I ever heard. <laughs> but... I'm like, wait a minute. Ain't I know Mr. Krabs is from SpongeBob. Everybody knows that. But you know what? I'm gonna get down to let me get down to this though, man, because I gotta wrap this shit up anyway. Um, so I mean, let me just say this though, man. As I watched Lizzie Ashley perform on stage at the um, entertainment venue, it's time for Hip Hop New York City, right? Which is hosted by Uncle Ralph McDaniels from Video Music Box. Um, I gotta say, man, I really enjoyed the performances by Lizzie Ash and the singles and the music, the um, the albums and stuff. I really enjoy. I really enjoyed it though, man, because you know it really kind of, you know, it really helped me through some tough times, actually, if you will. Um, it's like one moment. Um, I'm in. A, it's like one moment. I'm in a dark place, but her music is like a representation of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. So it really, 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 really hit me hard. So 
overall. Classic. Lit. And a masterpiece. The same goes with the, the TV shows and the movies. They're all masterpieces and classics and stuff. Those are the things I enjoy. So Lizzie Ashley. Um, I really enjoyed your music. And it really touched me. Through the heart and my soul. And and if you want to learn more about um, Lizzie Ashley, you can also you could also follow her on Instagram, which is Lizzie Ash Music. All right, that's Lizzie Ash Music on Instagram. I'm not sure about her Twitter, but um, but but you you can follow her on Instagram as well, which is Lizzie Ash, and you could tune into her music of course and also be able to watch her perform in um brooklyn as well i do have a i do have a way for for you guys to actually um watch this it's a it's a link for twitch and it goes by the uh the name of the channel called behind the rhyme and you could look up behind the rhyme in the TV or in the, in the Instagram search engine. When you see it, you click on it, you click on the page, and it's gonna take you to the, 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 the Twitch link that it will um basically show um the the performers in Staten Island, the Bronx. Um, I didn't get to watch the Brooklyn one yet, but um, you get the you get the gist of this. Um, there's another there's another one actually um, that there's another way you could actually watch the performances and stuff. I have a YouTube um, subscription that I just subscribed to where they have let me look this up um hold on folks um wait for this to load and yes here we go um here we go here we go so the youtube channel where you can watch um the performances and the performances um, in Staten Island and stuff like that. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. This was two days ago. This was in Brooklyn. All oh, that was in Brooklyn. This was in um, what is it? The Bronx. And there's um, of course Staten Island. Um, they the YouTube channel is called um, Full Blast Radio. And that's basically the YouTube channel um, that I'm looking at right now. So you guys have two ways for you to actually watch the uh, the performances and stuff. That's Full Blast Radio on YouTube. And there's Behind the Rhyme. Um, Behind the Rhyme on Instagram. Go to the Twitch link so you can watch the... 
so you can watch the video the full video and stuff like that um and by the way um they they uh, the people had some issues with sound so you're gonna hear like in and outs of sound so just letting you know um i didn't mind it too much um but as long as I was able to watch the performances and stuff, so that's what really um, kind of got me glued. So, as I wrapped up wrap up this show, like I said, man, with the TV shows and the movies and and stuff, and including um um Lizzie Ash, who is also a good a good um um. I would say my most favorite music artist so far, though, that I ever watched on Instagram Live, um, of course, YouTube and stuff. And like I said, man, her music is a classic, um, fire, and a masterpiece, man. And I wish you, um, and I wish you more success in your music career. And this is G Money Stacks from Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast and Off the Meat Rat Chains New York po- Podcast. Actually, um, basically letting you know, keep up the good work and never give up on your dreams, all right? And, you know, Keep keep going on your music journey. I'm not going to give up. You're not going to give up. Because it's all about doing what makes you happy. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? It's not about pleasing everybody. It's about pleasing you. I mean, you got to ask this question, though. Are you doing this to please other people? Like your friends, your family members, or are you doing it for you? Because if you, if you answer, you're doing it for yourself, then that's exactly, you know, the right answer. And a round of applause for Lizzie Ash for performing in Staten Island and. Bronx, no Brooklyn. Excuse me. Um, I really enjoyed her performances. Keep up the good work, man. A round of applause for Lizzie Ashley, and you can also follow her on Instagram, Lizzie Ash Music. And that's gonna be a wrap of that's gonna be a wrap on this show today. Listen, if you like what you heard, feel free to show some love by making a charitable donation to my Cash App, which is Dollar Sign G Money Stacks five fifty five. That's Dollar Sign Capital G, lowercase M O N E Y, Capital S. Um, lowercase t-a-c-k-z and then 555 right there um it's not about the 
um, amount of, it's not about having a lot of money to actually, you know, donate. It's not about breaking the bank to make me happy. It's about doing your best and what you can't afford. All right. You can't put a price on support. And that's a fact. And and I know times is tough with the whole pandemic thing going on and stuff like that. But you know what? Whatever amount you can afford will be appreciated. Um so listen, you can follow the show, Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast on Instagram alongside with my other social media social media handle on Instagram, of course, which is off the meat rack change New York podcast, which I just finished my 60th episode, whatsoever. Um, so you guys can check that out. I just dropped um, episode 58 on streaming platforms. Make sure you guys check that out. I will drop episode 59 on Monday and 60 on Wednesday. All right. Now, we're going to go to the streaming platforms on the go with Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast episodes where you can listen to. Uh, So let's get into this. Um, let's get into it. So, um, hold on a minute. Let me add something. Uh, let me add something. Let me add something real quick. Okay. All right. Hold on. All right. Here we go. Okay, so streaming platforms choices where you can listen to meticulous vibe juice podcast episodes. And it goes like this. We are on Anchor, we're on Audible, we're on Amazon Music, we're on Breaker, we're on Deezer, and I just added another streaming platform, which is on Listen Notes. Uh, we are on Podchaser, we're on Podfriend, we're on Pocket Cast. Be sure to leave a five-star rating on Pocket Cast and Podfriend. Let, let us know what you thought about the episodes, including this one. Uh, and and tell us how you feel about it. And and you know, you know, we're gonna have more, 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 more episodes and more reviews to come in the future. So so stick around. All right, so we are on Play FM. We're on Podcast Attic. We're on Re- we're on, uh, Reason FM. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on TuneIn Radio slash Alexa. Um, also, um, be sure to um, not forget to listen to the episodes on Google Podcasts. Uh, we are on iHeartRadio, um, number one app for music, radio, and podcasts. And also, um, also, um, don't forget to follow me on Livid. 
I know I said I was going to um do an experiment on recording the podcast episode so that way people that's following me on Livid can actually get an idea on the, the type of the type of shows that I'm doing. So I haven't set up a schedule quite yet, but hopefully by next hopefully by um sometime sometime in the beginning of the week. I will try to actually record on Livid. That way you guys um, can get an idea of what I'm doing as far as me being a podcast host alongside with me using uh, StreamYard with YouTube live and direct. And, you know, get to know me overall as a whole, not based on somebody who talks about a person's reputation and shit it's not about that man anyway anyway and 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 don't forget to don't forget to um subscribe to the youtube channel meticulous vibe juice podcast and be sure to enable alerts alongside with um grabbing the subscribe button and to so you can be reminded of when the show goes on the air live via live stream alongside with um, leaving a like comment on the episodes along with the topics uh, alongside with tell a friend to tell a friend, spread the word, um, share the pot. No, excuse me, share the videos and be sure to download your favorite episodes. It helps the show grow alongside with the amount of plays on Anchor. Let's hope we could get more than 1K out of this because the more content um, you create, the more success you're going to get. It doesn't matter about those people who are being so fucking negative. It's not about them. This is about, this is about you and your growth. You know what I'm saying? And that's basically how I feel about that. And, you know, also, um, don't forget to, don't forget to um, tune in for, for upcoming episodes, previous episodes that was previously recorded that will be automatically um, downloaded and uploaded to the channel YouTube page and for more video content along with the episodes and, and do the same with my other YouTube channel page which is um, G Money Stacks 555 which is um, where you can see um, the Off the Meat Rat Change New York podcast episodes on there uh, and, you know, be sure to, you know, take a listen and, and watch. It really mean a lot to me. And, you know, do the same with Meticulous Vodges Podcast, um, YouTube channel page. Be sure to watch all the episodes, all the episodes. All right. And, you know, that's going to conclude this show, man. I really enjoyed creating content for you guys out there for you guys that's actually um you know appreciative 
to me for you to pay attention to the episodes that I drop and for you to spread the word. And I'm going to do it again with the third podcast coming soon. Um, I'm not sure what date to be exact. So um, I will let you know with some updates on both of my podcast pages and primary handle, of course, which is G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. So uh, without further ado, man, thank you so much for tuning in and listening with me on this Saturday. Um, And this is basically a makeup to you guys because of my work schedule and stuff. So, so thank you so much for listening, rocking with me and and I hope to see you guys in the next episode. And, you know, don't forget to reach out to your loved ones, man. You, you know what I'm saying? Um, because mental health is important. I mean, that person could be fine on the outside, but that person, but that individual might not be um, fine on the inside. That person might be going through something. So you want to try your best to be there for that person. And on top of that, um, be sure to, you know, reach out to your friends, your loved ones. Um, and of course, um, be sure to, um, there is no good time to reach out to somebody and you don't have to wait for May of Mental Health Awareness Month every year to reach out to somebody. And you know, there is no good time to reach out to somebody. And I will say this though, before I wrap up though, like follow your heart when it comes to your dreams, especially when it comes to you being an artist, whether it's being a radio personality, podcast host, whatever career field you're going to, listen, don't let anybody stop you, especially the, the online flizzies on the internet. And for those of you who may not know what online flizzy means, it's basically, you know, internet thugs who got nothing else to do to actually do dumb shit and troll people for no reason whatsoever with the stupid cancel culture shit. So... Anyway, man, you know what you do when you reach success and, you know, prove these haters wrong? You eat them up Homer Simpson style like this. That's right. You're pitching them as food that you like to eat. You know what I'm saying? I really appreciate you guys, man, for for um rocking with me as the solo podcast host um and hopefully i'll be able to um in the future maybe 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 i might consider getting um co-hosts and stuff so anyway man that's gonna do it i'm g money stacks um thank you for rocking with me and be sure you be safe be sure to check on your loved ones with the with the hurricane going on, make sure you have enough f- food supplies, water, towels, paper towels, toilet paper, 
everything that you need that's very important. And I hope you guys get through this um, hurricane storm um, together. We will get through this because at the end of the day, the fact of the matter remains is New York is resilient. Um, we are hopeful. We are um, we're positive. We have unity. And of course, and of course, um, when it comes to art, you have creativity. And I'm clocking out. Peace and one love, everybody. And have a good night. Check this out, folks. If you like what you heard, I need your help on a couple of things. 
I need you to go follow the show's page on Instagram, Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast, alongside with Off the Meat Rat Chains New York Podcast. And you can follow me also on my primary handle on the gram, which is GMoneyStacks555 in Queens, New York, for more postings of each episode with the topics. Also, go to YouTube and grab the subscribe button. Enable alerts of the notification bell so you can be reminded of when the show goes on the air live via live stream. More video content, like, comment on the episodes with the topics upcoming episodes previous episodes that will automatically be posted to the youtube channel page share the videos spread the word be sure to download your favorite episodes tell a friend to tell another friend share the podcast with audio streaming platforms with your friends and also tell us what you think about the episodes and the topics and and what you thought about the um topics as well and what topics you think we should talk about next to review. Um, I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you for listening to the show. Peace and one love.